inside, Kempe dishes in front, another sliding, can't save by Flurry, this time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity, Lizana sliding, can't save, Robin Leonard, what a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Program continues. Vegas Golden Knights back in town, uh, but will not be going through the preparations for a Game 7 tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena after falling in overtime last night in Montreal. The Montreal Canadiens advanced to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 1993 after a four games to two win in the Stanley Cup semifinals. It is Ryan Wallace and Darren Millard uh, here at the controls of the VGK Insider Show. The phone lines are open at 702-876-1340. Let's get right to it, Ryan, and start off with Todd. You're the leadoff caller today. Right on, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Had to suffer through. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, uh, it was a day that I had to manage, but I'm, I'm here, and we're getting through the show. Exactly, but... No more sugarcoating the beatdown, Darren. Okay. You think you okay. think it was a beatdown? Yeah. We got physically outplayed. Let me let me put out a couple points to you here that I have. Lack of production on the power play and the selfishness on the power play. Recklessness as well. Lack of offensive scoring, like last year in the semis. No crisp pass, passing. Too many turnovers and not enough, not tough enough on the checking, it seemed. Canadians passed well to each other, knew where they were going to be. And we just, I don't know if we were tired from the last two series caught up to us or what. I'm a loyal VGK fan, two-season ticket holder, not this year because of Corona. I analyze games like you guys, but that's how I saw it. I'm with you on the power play. I totally agree with that. Uh, and and the Christmas uh, there at times it, it it wasn't as sharp as it needed to be. Uh, great observations, Todd. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Uh, great way to start off the program. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh, there's a, there's a lot in there. Some of it uh, I'm with you on. Some of it uh, I'll uh, I'll just uh, push to the side. Uh, Bill, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, just wanted to say I agree with what the last caller said. However. I think it's more of lack of uh, motivation. It seemed like they went, you know, when we went, when, when the Knights made it to the first Stanley Cup in their first year, they, they weren't supposed to be there, and they fed off of that, you know. They just put more effort into it, and it's like they felt like, just felt like they didn't have the, the heart like they did in that season. There was just no will. Well, I, I think you, you hit on something there. It is a different feeling when you're a favorite yeah. compared to an underdog, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's very different. And we saw it not just within the first year for the Golden Knights, but we also saw it uh, the, around prior to Vegas playing Montreal. Like, the Golden Knights had all of the energy and all of the will and, and whatever word you want to use 
in their six-round or six-game victory over the Colorado Avalanche. And it's a lot more difficult or just different, I suppose, as a favorite in a series and having to rise to or meet the level of desperation you're going to get from a team that's an underdog. I, I don't think that this is ever about will. I don't think it's ever about compete level. Uh, you look at these guys, you saw it on their face after the game last night. They wear all of this. They wear all of it every single time. It's why you play the game is to win. Why you play the game is to get into these moments. I don't think it's an it's it's a matter of just not wanting it enough or not trying hard enough. And every now and then, and thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, every now and then, a ghost will just reach out and break a stick like uh, Alex Martinez. Uh, Alex Martinez had that stick just snap when he was on the clear. Ghosts have a have a role to play. Uh, Stephanie, welcome to the BGK Insider Show. You're on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi. Um, I agree with all of the above. Um, the reason I wanted to call, though, is I just needed to say thank you, guys. Um, I lost my husband nine years, nine months ago, and he was such a huge fan of the Golden Knights. He was he was what listened to you guys religiously. Um, he listened to Gary Lawless and Ryan Duva and everybody on the radio, and just it's been really hard without him, but. Looking forward to these games and looking forward to listening to you guys on the pregame and listening to you guys after the game. It's it's been a way to keep him near me, uh, Steph- and so I just I needed to say thank you guys. Stephanie, what is your husband's name? Uh, his name was Matt. Matt, who's his, uh, who is Matt's favorite player? Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> could you could you feel yourself watching this run like w- with Matt and and the ups and downs and, and critiquing the game or or being cheering I, the game? I, I I could, and it's I, I know he would be jumping up and down and screaming just the way I would because up until he like I was a fan, I would watch, but I didn't analyze and I didn't get into it and critique and analyze the way that he did. And listening to you guys, it's brought my knowledge of the game to a whole new level. And I just, every time Marc Andre Fleury did a save, I was like, that's for Matt. Every you know, save was for Matt. These guys are debating me on the on the power of ghosts, and uh, I think it was the spirit of Matt <laughs> that kept Mark Andre uh, with the Golden Knights, with this beautiful Goldie in tandem that we we had with Mark Andre uh, and Robin yeah. Leonard. So uh, that's uh, that's a wonderful call, Stephanie. Uh, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, sorry for your loss, and uh, yeah. and thank you for being thank part you. of the program. Again, thank you guys. Thank you, uh, Stephanie, thank uh, you, with Stephanie. the call seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Spirit, uh, it uh, keeps us going, and it can influence uh, so much. Uh, David, David, welcome yeah. to the VGK Insider Show. Wow, it's hard to follow that, uh, but here goes. Um, one of the things that I noticed, uh, and it always stemmed down to uh, the the success that the Canadians had with the power play, they were able to. Um, Bully, uh, be physical, uh, even commit uh, some penalties because they knew how strong their their power their their uh, penalty kills were going to be. They weren't afraid of the Golden Knights' power play. They weren't. They were. Um, they knew that they were going to be able to kill it off. They went 
you know, 26 straight or something like that. Uh, and they were, and the, and, uh, the Knights were 0 for 13. Um, and that's unheard of against a team that they hadn't seen, you know, in over, over a year. And so that was, that's where I thought the Canadians just took control and they were just able to just bully and, and brutalize. And there was nothing that Golden Knights could do. They, they couldn't commit penalties every time they committed a penalty. There was, uh, you know, you got Cole Caulfield, you got Nick Suzuki, you got, there were just so many weapons that they could use when they faced uh, a power play. So that's kind of where I was, I thought they just got manhandled. Well, yeah, manhandled may be a little strong, but I, I agree with you in the sense that, that, when Montreal took a penalty, there wasn't that fear. And if they had to take a penalty or they were in a scrum and they, they crossed over the line, there wasn't necessarily that fear of this is going to cost us right now. They had such confidence on the penalty kill because of what was going on with the, with the Golden Knights banner banner trying. Yeah, and, and not surprisingly, the, the Montreal Canadiens have a lot of confidence in their power play regardless. They've been incredibly good on the power play all playoffs long. They're very aggressive. They have a lot of confidence in their ability to make plays, break up plays, and pressure the opponent. So, you know, when you have a team that is is you know squeezing the stick a little bit too tight they're not moving the puck as well as they'd like to they're having trouble establishing zone time on the man advantage it allows you to play on a little bit of an edge it allows you to really kind of lean into things a little bit more which is what montreal was able to do because there wasn't fear that mm-hmm. the golden knights were going to take advantage or score on their power play opportunities be more physical physical be greasier be a little dirtier uh and and knowing that you can kill those off uh, a line open here on the VGK Insider Show, 702-876-1340, the day after the Vegas Golden Knights uh, season comes to a close. Bring in John. Uh, you're on the program. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. I called uh, earlier at the beginning of the series. Uh, hold on a second. I'm actually uh, taking crow out of my teeth right now because I picked the Knights to win in five. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, what? <laughs> I was with you, man. What? I was with you. Um, me too. I just really felt after that first game, these guys had it going on. They crushed, they crushed Colorado. They came back and showed the team that I knew they were. I just thought they'd roll over this thing. Here's my philosophy, guys. Maybe I'm off on this, but uh, first of all, I'm a long-suffering Sabres fan too. So, listen, we are very, very fortunate to have this type of organization for us. It's been four years. We've made it to the conference final three years and one time to the Stanley Cup, try being a Sabres fan. Just try being no, a thanks. Sabres fan. No, 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 no. It, I don't even want to think about doing that. <laughs> it'll, it'll test your uh, metal, I, guys. I'll tell you right now. So yeah, I am I, I am grateful I live with one. for what these guys have done. You know, what McPhee has done, McCrimmon's done. They have brought they brought a outstanding team to this city. We have to be appreciative of what it was. But, yes, it hurt. This one hurts more, I think, than last year because we thought we had the team – yeah. We had the right components. We had everything going in the right direction. And then here Canadians walk in. And my philosophy was this. I think the West plays totally different from the East. I had this conversation with a few people. The East is more bulked up. They're, they play the lock and all that nonsense. They slow you down. The Knights are built for speed. And you could see it. When they clogged up that center line, that center area, we had a tough time getting in there. We just didn't have the answers. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, this one hurts, guys. It really does. It's going to take... 
it's going to take a time to get over this one. It really is. And strangely, like game one of this series was the first series out of the three where Vegas won. And Vegas looked good. And I remember walking out of the rink that night after game one. And the confidence level was as high as uh, as what we just heard that uh, that we expected the Golden Knights to, to rule. Um, Ryan, it, it turned quickly in that six-game result. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because we look at that game one, and it was Montreal kind of pushing early, trying to catch a, a an early – uh, swing and momentum to start the game and then looking for that first goal so that I think that they could kind of settle into their game the rest of the way. And then what ended up happening in game one is the Golden Knights in the second period, third period, they just kind of got to their game and overwhelmed the Canadians. They won a lot of board battles, they won a lot of stick battles, and they were able to create offense. And we kind of accepted that that was going to be the blueprint. We expected Montreal to be hunting down that first goal of the game and we expected them to be good in the first period and then once the Golden Knights kind of got to their game it, it would be okay and that's not really what ended up happening in, in for Montreal they they were very good at starting on time having good strong first periods and very very good at finding the first goal of the game and then beyond that it's key moments within a series key moments within a game the Montreal Canadiens came up with more of them than the Golden Knights did. Give us a call, 702-876-1340 to line four. Frank, you're on the BGK Insider Show. Hey, go Knights, go. Um, I just want to touch on what Ryan just said about starting on time, and that's something that the Golden Knights, they didn't do it the entire series. It was the most frustrating thing to see. And then game five, I've never seen like a bunch of players have like no heart and no emotion, but they know they needed to win that game and they showed up late and they got called on it by the fans that were booing in the arena. And then all of a sudden in the third period, they show up with effort. Well, what happened to the first two periods? I want to know. Come on. Yeah, it was a frustrating night, uh, Game 5. Uh, disappointing because uh, you saw the series was uh, was hanging in the balance and you thought uh, a result that went in your favor could significantly influence uh, the final. And the the reaction by the fans was, was attention-grabbing. You know, I'll, I'll push back on the start of that game because I thought Game 5, the start, was actually not a problem for the Golden Knights. I thought that they were really good really good at generating some good looks. I think at one point they were out shooting Montreal 4-2, to two, and then the Golden Knights got a power play. And what ended up happening with that power play is nothing was generated for Vegas. The Canadians got some confidence, and then from that point forward, it really was the Canadians taking over the game. And my argument would be the second period, the strongest period for the, the Golden Knights to, to this point all season, was really the period where they let that game get away in Game 5. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What do you have to say? Hello, Mike. Mike, are you there? You're on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello. We'll put you back on hold. We'll loop back to you, okay? Uh, Let's go over to Lou. Uh, Lou, you're on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, good afternoon, boys. Um, a, uh, a couple of things. First, I want to let you know that Chapman must have a uh, caller ID in there because he hung up on me again the first time in. And uh, <laughs> it seems to be a recurring thing this, this season. 
Lou, Lou, I, I I can't say anything bad. I've got one more day of my suspension, uh, in not uh, in not talking about him poorly. So uh, otherwise, I would say something. <laughs> you have sixty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, was was that D Stephanie? I, I kind of got in on the end of the call. Was that D Stephanie that was uh, called in earlier? No, but I believe she's next. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, still, you know, sad story, man. So so sorry to hear. But at least her husband. Uh, you know, taught her a little bit about the game and made her a real fan before uh, his uh, unfortunate passing. Um, Ryan, great conversation today yes. about youth hockey uh, on Twitter, man. It brought back a lot of memories for me back when uh, when my boys were playing. It was a uh, it was definitely a, a good conversation. Really enjoyed it. Um, as for the Knights, I kind of you know I said it last night, Ryan. They they need that guy. They need. Um, I, I look at the top six or the top seven, including Tuck, and I just don't think they've got that forward that strikes fear. There, there's no, you know, uh-oh moments when anybody's coming down the ice. I think that Tuck can eventually be that guy, um, and he's not quite there yet as much as he's uh, as much as he's improved his game. I've also got a feeling that there are going to be some moves this offseason um, that are going to be every bit as uh, unliked in this town as the uh, as the Schmidt move, but you know what? If you're going to build a winning team, I, I you know you, you got to make those painful decisions. And I think that if somebody's hoisting the cup on the strip in a parade at the end of next season or a couple seasons from now, that a lot of those moves are going to be forgotten. Yeah, those uh, those are difficult decisions. They went through it uh, a year ago, and like uh, game breaker, if you want to call it uh, that, uh, power play specialist, uh, uh, or that's another term. But uh, they kind of do it by committee uh, with the with the three lines that they roll over and use that uh, the misfits line uh, or the uh, the meat grinders line as as some energy. But uh, you're right, like they, they they do it differently than than a lot of other teams, Ryan. Yeah, and for me, in in terms of of what Lou brought up with Alex Tuck, and I think that that's a point worth exploring here, is you have your players. You've got a top six and and a bottom six. Maybe you you look at the Golden Knights, you say it's a top nine. What are the configurations that you can use? How can you maybe tweak things a little bit to get Alex Tuck a more defined role? Because the only thing I think that's going to propel Alex Tuck into being that that player, that bona fide top six scorer that you're hoping he develops into, is to give him the the ability to do that. You 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 move him up the lineup and see if there's a different configuration with what you're doing right now in your top nine that can give you better results. Now that all being said, you've got to be committed to it, and and you can't be committed to it for eight games, ten games, you've got to try to really sit in the pocket and see if you can get that level of play out of Alex Tuck. And there's really nothing to tell you that he can't. He's added some layers to his game. And quite frankly, I like the Alex Tuck that's got a little bit more physicality, a little bit more bite to his game. So if you're not looking for that big blockbuster move in the offseason, that big game changer, then maybe you just kind of tweak and see if there's something that brings more balanced and, and consistent offense come playoff time. And we saw some elevation in his game from last regular season to the bubble uh, to this yeah. year and uh, and some real growth. And if he continues on that that little ascent and that at that uh, at that rate, you're looking at a player that that can become uh, that elite 
game breaker uh, player in next year or the year after. The important thing is continuing. He's done a good job of uh, carrying it forward. Stephanie, uh, the much talked about Stephanie, uh, welcome to the BGK Insider Show on this Friday. Hi, guys. So, I mean, I, I talked a little bit about it um, last night on the post game, but um, thank you guys, all the broadcasting team, um, for putting on the show, doing the post game and pre game and all that. It, it's it's great to listen to. I love listening to it. And you know, instead of being going out and being depressed today, I kind of just reflected on all the stuff that having the nights here as a team has brought. And like for me personally, my kids are both in well. Younger, my older two are both in skating and hockey now, doing a sport that absolutely was nowhere on my radar that I would have ever <laughs> thought to even sign them up for because I can barely skate. Um, so, you know, and they brought that. And, you know, when you go out to the store or you go out to the park, like you see people in night gear all the time and you get that, like, friendly hello and yay, go nights, go. So they, they brought so much to the community that. Yeah, I know the end goal is to get a Stanley Cup, but we can't, you know, because it didn't happen this year, forget about all the, the great things that they have brought. And I have a confession because it's been really bothering me. There was one time where I called in and I was over the commercial break, and instead of hearing the commercials, I heard you guys talking about what we were going to have for dinner, and I'm so sorry I didn't mean to eavesdrop on your conversation. Well, that's okay, though. <laughs> I don't mind that. So, so you could hear us talking while you were on hold? Oh, no. It was one oh, no. one time. It was Usually it's just a commercial yeah. to a commercial, but there was one time, and I feel so guilty about it. No, uh, I, I'm just going to blame uh, I'm going to blame. Chapman. No, that, that, even... that would absolutely be my fault because I can explain what happened. By the way, what did we say we were having for dinner? I, I don't remember. I felt really guilty, and I was trying to, like, not hear it, but I was like, I don't want you to say, hey, are you there? And be like, da 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 That's fantastic. Yeah, that, wow. that's my fault because I pushed the button. There's two buttons. There's a hold button, and then there's an on-air button. So if I push the on-air button, whoever is on hold will hear. So I now need to make a mental note to no longer do that time breaks. <sighs> what, well, wait, at least we were on. just talking hold about on. dinner. It was, it, was one, it was only one time, and I've called in a lot. So yeah. I, I, I think you got a pretty good percentage on hitting the right button oh no chapman chapman i I have to make a mental note to not put it on air hey uh stephanie thanks for your participation all year it's been awesome thanks guys for letting me call in and not uh hanging up on me yeah and uh say hi to cleo i'll I'll miss cleo uh over the course of the summer i I will passed out on the floor right now. <laughs> now she sleeps. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, th- right. <laughs> th- thanks for this, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Uh, that was uh, that was a great pickup by you, uh, Ryan. Uh, uh, the operator says, let me take a mental note not to let yep. people listen to us during the... Like he that he yep. has to make a mental note on that. It, my favorite part is that he's like, yeah, there's oh, two yeah. buttons. One is hold, one is on air. <laughs> I have to make a mental note to not put it on air. As no, if, no, like, no, the, the thing uh, is they, they just... don't say on air. So I, I didn't know that if I hit that button for them to be so, like so, in queue, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, Chapman. Like, you do this to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because it could have been very easily, it could have been a very different story if you just be like, yeah, there are two buttons. One is hold, one is on air. It's not labeled, so therefore I'm not really sure, and I'll have to make a mental note of which one is which. I, I, I really wish I could tweet out 
and and send a picture, but I won't do that because I could get in trouble. Trade um, secrets. Well, just on. Never mind. Are I, we are we going to Mike or Terry now? Uh, it's Terry. Terry. Uh, Terry. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show. I uh, hope you're there and you're live on the air on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Just wanted to call uh, one last time for this season to say, say thanks for the great work you do. The, this show, the pregame, the postgame, it's it's become part of my day, and I know how to find and consume those things, and they've been great. Yeah. Uh, your work is so good that I'm hesitant, but I have one suggestion for next year for this show that might make it even more amazing, if I may. Shoot. I feel like you might have missed some of the Las Vegas audience with the, the game rating system using the artwork, the Picasso, the Bob Ross, and yeah. such. Okay. So my suggestion is you could use something that would catch everybody in town. So somebody would be able to follow it better if you used poker hands. Say the, the amazing game would be a Royal Flush. A really good game might be a uh, full house. A pretty good game might be three of a kind. A real clunker stinker might be a 10 high. Like, the poker hands are already established. Everybody knows them from CEOs to magicians to realtors. The people it takes to run this town, they all know the poker hands. So just a thought for that. I like it because we can change it every year. We can uh, do different themes every year. Uh, that's, that's, that's a great call. Thanks, Terry. My phone was just cutting out a little bit. Uh, but that, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I'm okay going to a different theme every year, and I think that right now Terry's poker hands mm-hmm. is is winning, but we are open to suggestions for what rating system we should have next season. Uh, yeah, send us uh, tweets. Uh, send us your comments. Uh, we have two more. Uh, Scott, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Good afternoon, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Good. Uh, uh, well, last night was brutal for me, so I get up to go to work, and, you know, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be fine this morning. So I work out the air traffic control facility, so I'm watching the radar, and I see the Delta come in, and I say, oh, it kind of spools it back up to kind of what I was feeling last night, but I eventually just got off and got over it, but... uh. First of all, y'all do a great job afternoon. makes my afternoons go really well, so kudos to you guys. But um, I want to just kind of talk about, I don't think it's anything that as far as will goes or lack of trying. I just think there was something, and I can't explain it, maybe you guys can from a mental aspect. It was just an in-between-the-ears. Maybe it was just something after a couple of games where that fluke that, they got back and won that game we should have won and then the power play like Ryan was talking about earlier it just kind of was a maybe a, 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 a you know just kind of like a just kept adding up and adding up to a point where it just got too much in their head yeah. where I think at the end of the day is what this happens so. I think I think you're onto something there hey how many uh, how many pilots are you talking to at one time when you're up in that tower well, I don't do it anymore. I'm basically an operation manager. I kind of do oversight, but I've been doing this since I've been 19 years old, and I'll be 52 when I this July. So it's been almost 30 wow. years, 30 years, if not more. You brought a lot but, of people yeah, in I, safely. Yeah, well, try. <laughs> well done, my friend. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. But that's a that's a good one. I love your talk. Uh, watching that Delta plane come in and just. Wow, uh, brings it all back. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, one final, uh, Daryl. Daryl, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. You're the last caller of the segment. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, so, number one, 
Darren, just let Chapman have it. Like, just end your, you know, I'm, I'm going to be nice to Chapman moratorium thing. Just end it now. I mean, a mental note. Come on. I, Go I, ahead and let him have it. Let him have it. I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing because I promised that I would give him the week. Uh, you have okay. 60 seconds. You have a minute. Know, you can to do be, whatever you want. You trying, can eviscerate him for a minute if you want to. Trying to be the nice person for a change. Uh, You've earned that minute. You're right. Let him have it. Yeah. we got we got half um, an hour left. Anyway, I, I, I can't really add to what all the other callers have, have added to, except for there was one good thing out of this whole thing last night of losing if there could be anything. And that was after I watched the handshakes and all that stuff. I marched into the bathroom and I got my razor out and I just shaved off my stupid, scraggly, dumb-looking playoff <laughs> beard. I mean, props to anybody who can grow a beard, but, man, I just look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. It was a mess. So that was the one good thing. And I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for everything. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, that's a great way to end off uh, the caller reaction. And uh, credit to you, uh, the callers, the listeners uh, who have participated both on social media and through the phone lines uh, all year. It's been fun. We're, we're still going to be here. But uh, but as far as uh, the Golden Knights and the playoff run, I thought we'd uh, really open it up and just uh, let you guys vent with uh, with your topic of choice uh, on this day. And, Ryan, uh, you should do something on, on growing a beer because you you can grow one like in three hours yeah more or less yeah um, i'm just i'm just a hairy guy i, I don't know genetics <laughs> or something i'm just a hairy guy record yeah. that one for a drop when we continue we'll update you on the <laughs> new york islanders and the tampa bay lightning and uh, some uh, news from around the national hockey league as we've got some one-timer action on fox sports las vegas Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Oh, we had to come back early from commercial break. Technically, we're still supposed to be in commercials for another 75 seconds. But uh, but I had to bring us back early because Chapman was giving medical advice to a caller. And I'm afraid that if that went on any longer, that particular person, their health may be in jeopardy. I, I'm going to interrupt here because I, I, that's not what happened. And I personally, I don't feel like that's something we should joke about. It was just someone asking me about my symptoms from when I had my surgery. And I was very clear that he should probably go to a doctor and get it checked out. All I heard from Ryan was, what is going on there? <laughs> No, I do not give out okay. medical advice. Other <laughs> oh, than go to a doctor I, I was, get it checked out. I wasn't eavesdropping. You left your mic on. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, no. You could actually hear it in Darren's mic. That's the thing, because my see, mic wasn't on. See, there's two buttons. One is on air. and uh, We have uh, Game 7 between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Goalless in the first period, and both goaltenders have come up with huge saves, and Nikita Kucherov is playing. We've had our standard Matt Martin, Patrick Maroon beak fest, uh, yet no, no scrap. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good hockey game to start. And if you want to listen to uh, this one, Game 7, the winner goes to the Stanley Cup Final. It is on AM 1230, the game. Dave Gosher and Dave Maloney calling this Game 7 uh, as part of the uh, LB Sports Network. So I love that you said the Matt Martin, Pat Maroon beak fest because... Um, this series has kind of blown the mystique of Pat Maroon for me. Really? 
Yeah, I think Matt Martin has been the better agitator for sure. Oh, I, I, I'm still a maroon guy. I, 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 like I gotta see him do. I, I mean, I gotta do. I gotta see him do something. Like all, all, all I ever see from Pat Maroon these days is beaking and gesticulating, but that's pretty much it. He's funny. Not, Makes me laugh. Uh, He's a good fine. chirper. I mean, but I can't hear him chirping. Like I. All I see is him talking. He's not doing it. See the other day when he was using his his hands like chirp, 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 chirp. Uh, that was a good yeah. one uh, as well. I haven't been able to really keep track of how much Kucherov is is playing in this one though. I mean, I can give you an indication of his. He's ice out time on the ice right want, now, uh, so that's good. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh, so well that's a, a regular shift. So it gives you an idea. Uh, we'll be curious to see what happens, uh, whether it's the Islanders or whether it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Great storylines uh, at uh, at on the uh, on the line there. Uh, Brayden Point trying to score a goal for the tenth straight game, and tie Reggie Leach. And Reggie Leach uh, gave a couple of interviews. He did the trick in 1976, and incredibly, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers actually didn't even win the Stanley Cup that year. They were going for the three-peat and lost to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, who uh, took over as the uh, the best team in the in the league, and it was Reggie Leach who won the Conn Smythe Trophy as a player, despite not winning the Stanley Cup. Very rare. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Nikita Kucherov has played three minutes and forty nine seconds, so he has been taking a regular shift. Do you think Point does it tonight? Yeah. Come on, like. There will there will be a Tampa Bay goal and Braden Point will score it. There will just be an extra goal for the Islanders when the game is over and they will win the series. What I love about him too is they're not cheapies. He's they're like like ten bellers uh, for, no, I for mean, goals. The guys the guys elite. Like he's so good. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning or New York Islanders will have a couple of days to regroup and then start the Stanley Cup final. The winning team tonight will host. Game number one against the Montreal Canadiens on Monday. And interesting, they're going to go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. But they're not going to play yep. uh, next weekend due to uh, 4th of July. So no no games on the Saturday, Sunday of the middle weekend of the Stanley Cup final, which is a total break from uh, Norm. I mean, 4th of July is a, is a fairly big, big day. thing. Yeah, fairly big yeah. thing. Even I know that. Uh, the NHL awards will take place for half uh, for a half hour show on Tuesday. So between games one and two, it's a 30 minute program and reveal the winners of the five remaining regular season trophies. Uh, it's going to be hosted by uh, Kenny Albert. Can I just say that if this goes very smoothly, maybe this be the the direction that the awards program goes in? I, Why? I don't know, like. I don't know because like I just there's there's something about like the award show for me at times where I just kind of say it's a little bit more than I need. Maybe I'm just getting old. You are know. getting old. I love it. And people love Do coming you? into Vegas. You really? live here. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like obviously, yes, but I I just it's not so much the venue. It's not so much the fact that it's Vegas. It's the show. Hmm. No, I don't. Yeah, I think you're, you're not getting what I'm saying. I'm it's gonna, not the well, venue; it's the show. See, I'm taking the opposite approach of that because the last awards that I actually covered, we had two pretty phenomenal moments in that award show. Remember Carrie Price with with the child? 
That, yes. to me, th there wasn't a dry eye in that building. And then Robin Leonard with his impassionate you know, speech about mental health. I mean, that was that was one award show and two moments that I don't think anybody who's watched that show or was there will ever forget. I don't remember who hosted or who did anything in that show. It was uh, the guy from Keenan, right? Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. Uh, so the award still to be presented, the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year, the Hart Memorial Trophy for MVP, Norris Trophy for Best Defenseman, Ted Lindsay Award for the Players MVP, and the Vesna Trophy, top goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury, nominated. Uh, I feel like we could name the winners of the Calder, the Hart, the Norris, and the Ted Lindsay Award. The Vesna is the one that's up for grabs. I, I think we can nail the other ones pretty fast. Probably. Um, I still think the Vesna is... I think it's a no-brainer, but that's me. Yeah, that's the one where I could see them doing a left. I, and, and we had our buddy, uh, Kevin Woodley, on. And he says mm -hmm. all the, the stats and advanced stats point to Marc-Andre Fleury, but wins yeah. uh, to Andre Vasilevsky. And those uh, the voting for all those uh, awards were done after the regular season, before the start of the playoffs, so no influence uh, on the playoff run. But Calder should be Kaprizov. Uh, Hart will be McDavid. Norris, Hedman. Uh, Ted Lindsay will be McDavid, but the Vesna is up for grabs. Did I say anything that you disagree with there? No. Okay. 30-minute uh, show, 7.30 ET, which is 4.30 Pacific time. Fast math going there. I've really learned how to uh, adjust on, <laughs> on the fly when it comes to my, my time zones going from ET. Uh, Mark Messier, congratulations. He has been uh -huh. signed as an ESPN studio analyst for next year's NHL broadcast. And that means Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky will square off between ESPN yep. and Turner in the two studio shows. It's it'll be really cool that like, you know, in a couple of years it'll set up like some celebrity boxing event between Gretzky and, and Messier and hot takes and all that. But um my my favorite part about this is the amount of of anal like the amount of analyzation that's going to go into leadership because i mean you've got the greatest leader in hockey so you've got to make sure that everything is boiled down to leadership that's what you think it's going to come to oh yeah come on um, a lot of leadership how okay here's uh, tongue in cheek come on not talking about uh from a vegas point of view how long does it take uh, for for us to get one of those signature Mark Messier laughs in the uh, in the <laughs> ESPN show, he's, he's got um, one of the great laughs. He's like he's like uh, Lindros too. He uses the laugh as a defense mechanism and, and as and as as a distraction. It's really good. I would say I would say fifteen minutes into the first show, uh, Mark Messier eighteen hundred and eighty seven career points. That's third yeah. all time. Wayne Gretzky first at twenty eight hundred and fifty seven points, and now they're on competing networks. You can't you can't make that stuff up. No, I it is as much as I'm kind of having fun with this uh, this moment. I, I think it's great for the NHL, right? Like I think you, you you look at basketball, you look at 
kind of the analysts that that gravitate in basketball and it's players that played at an elite high level and i think the fact that you've got two of the best to ever play the game on a panel one and and not just on a panel but competing panels I, i think that's only good for the game in terms of of bumping up the type of coverage and type of analysis that you get during uh, during games. I'm curious whether the league got involved here and said, uh, well, obviously it's very supportive of Wayne uh, becoming part of the TNT, the Turner broadcast. If they, if they reached out or guided or suggested or pushed or encouraged Mark to, to join ESPN, because when you think of it the way you just phrased it, Ryan, mm-hmm. it's outstanding. Yeah. It gives it that star power. Now they've yeah. been they've been out of the game as players for a long time, but still carry that uh, that significant uh, weight. That when they say something, it's going to be pretty tough for me to run over to player A and go, "Hey, Mark Messier just said this about you. What do you say?" And for that player to go, <laughs> "Tell him to stuff it," because yeah. you can't tell Mark Messier or Wayne Gretzky to stuff it. I'll just say this: like, if there's ever a player to build out my dream panel. It's Patrick Waugh. Yes. That's a, that's a very... You know, the uh, the other player, and I'm just going to throw this name out there. I don't think I've done this publicly. I've done it in private conversations. Okay. The other player that I really want to appear on one of these panels that I think will be spectacular and has the reputation to be able to carry uh, the the weight of his comments is Chris Pronger. If if Ooh, if we can get yeah. Chris because he's funny, he's uh, educated, he's he's got the track record, he's a Hall of Famer, a Norris Trophy winner, everything. Uh, I'm hoping beyond hope that Prongs ends up on on one of these two shows because I think it'll be spectacular. Uh, Dave Haxtell hired as coach of the expansion Seattle Kraken. Uh, all the NHL insiders, everybody went uh, zero for 424 on that one. Including me. I, I, I had no idea, no clue that Dave Haxtell was being considered for the Seattle Kraken as their first head yeah. coach. So good good on them. Yeah, neither did I. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, Dave Haxtell's goatee was fantastic, and it stole the show for me. So I think that he's going to be great for Seattle because his goatee was on point. If you're looking for a comparison, I, he coached the Philadelphia Flyers and then was in Toronto as an assistant coach. Uh, Andy Murray yeah. is my comparable here. Teacher, uh, very X and O's, very system-based, uh, but uh, teaching background. Uh, Andy Murray, uh, may, maybe not as intense as, as Andy, but can still bring it in that department. Uh, Andy Murray, the former coach of the St. Louis Blues and the Los Angeles Kings. And those are your one-timers for this Friday, June on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Good show today. Tough show today. Not the show that we wanted to be doing when you had the option or the potential of uh, talking about a Game 7 tomorrow night. But great uh, interaction and participation from, from the audience today. 
yeah, our listeners um, always bring it, and they they always in, in in these times for sure bring the perspective that I think everybody needs. Right? It, it's it's one thing to be disappointed, uh, for sure. We all are, but I think today was a good day in terms of understanding that and looking forward. And this also ends my uh, time in the penalty box in the uh, in the timeout chair for making fun mm-hmm. of Chris Chapman. Next week, I'll be back to normal. Uh, Chapman, you have the final say on this Friday. Well, just want to thank all the listeners for, for tuning in all year. I hope they all have a wonderful summer and we'll be back in September. So, when we're back Monday. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, <laughs> talking about the Golden Knights, you know, where it's an everyday thing, where they're doing things and... Hopefully preseason is not too short. It's a full preseason and we can get back to normal. I'm ready for it. You know, this season was, it was hard for all of us, I think. And I think Alec Martinez kind of summed it up. There's a lot of people who, who, uh, yeah, you know, did a, a lot of things behind the scenes to make this season work, not just for the Golden Knights, but for the National Hockey League. And, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy this in the cup final and I hope that the Canadians win. You know, the players, like as they go through their exit interviews and, and then they enter their, their off season, it's the first time that they'll sort of be normal in a long time because they started the season in the bubble, not in bubble, but uh, in, in the tight quarters of uh, with no fans and such. They, that's that's going to be different uh, for them. But we will be back on Monday and every day after that for the next little bit. Don't listen to Chapman. Boy, am I going to get you going to Tokyo? Am I, I going to get you next week? I can't oh, wait till you oh, leave for oh, Japan. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas.